Hey friends, this is Phil Yenna with the Tech After Five podcast. And in this episode, we are going to help you, my friend and fellow introvert, figure out how to achieve world domination. And for that, we brought the best-selling author and an apparent expert in this, written an awesome book on the topic, uh, Nick Shelton. But before we get to our guest, let me uh, introduce my co-hosts in this uh, nefarious plan of mine, my own evil plan, as Hugh McLeod would say. So uh, I've got uh, Carol Hamilton with us. Hello, Carol Hamilton. Hello, hello. Good to be back. Thank you. And uh, let's see, I also have, um, what's that guy's name? Oh, Scott, the guy in the artwork down in the bottom. <laughs> Again, listen to me. I'm telling you, I know that most of you are going, oh, I don't know if I want to watch these guys. I only want to listen. I, I understand, really. It's probably for your own protection. But if you're watching today, my friend Scott Pfeiffer looks like a piece of artwork really in there. So this whole <laughs> thing is just going to be quite a treat for uh, everyone involved. Um, so hey to Scott. Bill, it's great to be here. Amongst Thank my you. art treasures. That's, right. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, I get it. Lights, all is good. And uh, of course, the reason we are all here today with the Tech After Five podcast, where we help you, my friend, the IT professional, figure out how to take the next step either in your career or building your business. Um, there's just so much opportunity, but so much of that can be lost if you are not the kind of person who is willing to go out and make connections. And I don't mean just any connection, but to make really good quality connections and uh with a, just an amazing book, we brought uh, Nick Shelton here. Nick, welcome to the Tech After Five podcast. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It is exciting for us. Uh, so let me just say, and I know we started this off, I said at the beginning, Nick, I, um, you know, when you and I kind of did the pre-production call, I said, well, here's some of the things that we're going to head, and I'd read some background on you, and, but I hadn't read the book. And we knew that because I bought the book while we were talking, and I just used the outline of it. Well, since then, I've read it. Holy cow, what a personal note you've left inside there. Um this is really an incredible guidebook for someone who, uh, who is, like, as you said, self-identifying as an introvert, which you kind of established in the beginning of this. But this is quite a tale, Nick. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to start with that open. I mean, because, again, you and I kind of went down a path. And then when I read the book, I'm like, wow, this is it starts with a very personal moment. And so, um, you know, you talk about, I mean, some bouts that you feel like you might have had. Uh, or, or, sorry, you felt like there was a, some moments in your life which were pretty dark. Um, and that kind of leads you to making the turn. So I got a question here. Do you think that the, the I, I, I don't imagine that you see yourself as an expert in the field of psychology, but as someone who is both an introvert and had some bouts with depression on the way, I mean, I think that a lot of times those feel like they go hand in hand. Did you feel like that was the case for you? Right. Yes, I do feel that was the case. And I didn't know it at the time, but in hindsight, I can see that uh, it's, if you don't have those quality connections, quality relationships in your life, then it's easy to be depressed. But if you do take the time to, you know, build a, a small network for yourself and have really quality relationships, then it's very difficult to be depressed when you have that sort of support system around you. 
Well, that's one of the things we read a lot about, right, is that having a good, solid network is one of the things that will help you buoy you in a spot where you might have otherwise been down. People who are well connected to others don't seem to have as much trouble, but they got they do, in fact, have to have meaningful connections to people that they care about in their lives. Right. Yes. yes absolutely. Um, so talk. uh I am with you on the problem. Let's talk about this and see if you see the same as you, which is uh, introverts are not used to talking to people, but it is in fact how we make new connections for finding a new job, finding a business partner, finding an investor, you know, and that's of course one of the reasons that we do tech after five Um, in your words, were there things that you were trying to get done that, um, you know, that you weren't able to do because you hadn't started that process of saying, I'm going to be connected to the world. Yes, absolutely. In a world that seems like it's made for and by extroverts, where you see the person that steps up into the spotlight often gets the the reward, even though you know you might be way more qualified than that person. But if they are bold enough to just jump out there and and say what they need to say and do what they need to do, then they're getting all these rewards and access to opportunities, access to people. Well, meanwhile, uh, there's a lot of us living in the shadows saying, I would like to be able to do that. I should be able to do that, but I'm not getting those opportunities. So yeah, for me, I was, I, I was kind of tired of seeing all of these opportunities pass me by and not being able to meet the types of people that I wanted to meet. And so you know, I needed to find a way to, to actually access that because I was tired of being underestimated you know, tired of being in the shadows, tired of missing out. And so I figured, you know, this something needs to be done right. to, to actually be able to get access to that. And, you know, then when I was able to do it, now I like to show other people, hey, you don't have to just sit there and watch from the sidelines. You can actually be in there, too, without, you know, compromising yourself in order to do so. And then you, you bring up a really interesting point that, that makes me, uh, first off, really honor the effort because writing a book is a big deal, right? That's not, I mean, everybody says they want to write one. Very few people actually have something you can hold in your hand. So what took you from, okay, I've got, I got this system, I've kind of figured it out into, okay, now I'm actually willing to put all the effort into putting it out there. And, and what was the impetus to actually put it into a book? Okay, well, excellent question. So one of the things was I was uh, doing some speaking about this topic and people would say, hey, I'd love to get your book. And I didn't have a book. (laughs) So I said, I should probably, people keep asking, I should probably have a book about this. Mm -hmm. And then another thing was I went and I, I got a bunch of books on the topic because I said, hey, you know what, uh, you know, earlier I said, "I, I need to learn about this. And in those books, it, it was, uh, they were well written, but they weren't written for people like us. They weren't written for introverts. They were written for normal people. And <laughs> so, you know, a lot of those things you'd say, well, yeah, I could see they tell you to do this or do this, but that doesn't work for me. I'm not going to go do that. So I said, I, there's nothing out there that shows people, you know, people like us, how to actually be able, what are the steps? What's the beginning? A lot of these these techniques, they try to start you off somewhere in the middle, but you say, hey, what if I'm just sitting somewhere in the basement, uh, 
you know, not talking to anybody, where do I start? How do I actually get started from nothing into building this? And I didn't see anything like that. So I said, let me be the one that, that puts this out there and let people know, here's how you actually get started and get that momentum going. I couldn't agree more. I have a library of leadership books that all come to the premise, start with the premise that you can crush it, you can grab it, you can, you know, somehow you're going to be this monster at the front of the room. And if that's just not your style, then I don't think that feels authentic. And I think that that comes off inappropriate. So I love that you're coming into this saying, be who you are and have a strategy. Would you say that that's a summary of, of your approach? Yes, absolutely. Yes, you, you don't need to compromise yourself, but you still need to know what steps can you take that will be easy for you to do. And I believe in the intro of the book, I tell people that, you know, use what works for you and then either discard the rest or just kind of set that aside. And then you can use that as it might apply to you at a later time. But, you know, you don't have to be you know, really stretch yourself too much. Just, uh, you know, take the simplest steps. I try to break it down so it's really simple to do and there's nothing uh, really overwhelming. And, you know, I try to make it so you can see results immediately so you can get that momentum going. You can get excited about it. I say it's okay to get your hopes up because you're going to see results right now. And that makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm one of those huge extroverts that has, you know, set up the world to work for, uh, for us. Um, so I'm not, you know, familiar really with your problems. I know my buddy Phil has always said that he's an introvert with good coping skills. Um, but I am really interested in what is your advice? So you say you break it down. What, you know, give us some of the steps that, uh, for those of us, you know, those of our listeners who haven't read the book, what are, what are the steps you give people to get started, move out of that introversion space and into, uh, networking? All right, so one of the the first things that you'd want to do is what I call being pre-known. And, you know, you always hear that saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know, but I believe it's really who knows you. So, for example, let's use actor Brad Pitt. So everyone knows Brad Pitt. So Brad Pitt gets special special treatment wherever he goes, not because he knows a lot of people, but because people know Brad Pitt. And so if people know you, if you can kind of get pre-known in certain circles, then you don't have to put in nearly as much effort. You just have to show up. And then if people know you, then it just makes everything flow a lot more smoothly. And a way that you can do that is, especially right now, there are uh, any sort of meetup group or any sort of business group, there's always going to be some kind of online forum or chat thing attached to it. And so what you can do from home without even having to go out at the moment is you can get on there, see who the, uh, who the, the players are on that, who the, the most vocal people are in any group. And then you can kind of piggyback off what they're saying. You can uh, ask a question. You can say, oh, yes, good point. I never thought about it that way. You can just add in your two cents and start a little dialogue with some of the, the big players on the uh, – in the chat forum. And then that way, when there is some sort of gathering in the future, when things thaw out a bit and you actually do go to a face to face meetup, then you're showing up. They'll say, so say on your, uh, on this forum, there's, say there's Tom and Susan or something then, and you've 
talk to them, then you can say, hey, Tom, hey, Susan, I look forward to seeing you at this event. I'm going to be looking for you. I'm a little quiet. So, you know, hey, be looking for me. And then when you show up, instead of just showing up cold, you're showing up with people that are looking for you. You've had a little dialogue before. Now you're going into kind of like a uh, a pre-approved credit card. You know, you're already pre-approved. You just show up. And so now when you get there, you're walking into a much more comfortable environment versus just going in with nothing. Yeah, I love this idea of preheating the target, right? Before you even get there, let them know incoming, right? And and I like, you know, you you there was a little nuance to what you said right there, which was, um, you know, I'm a little introverted or I'm a little quiet or whatever. And it's kind of like you've lowered everyone's expectations. So when you get there, it actually works a little smoother for you, right? Yes. You know, I, I love that a whole lot. So let me get you back. You know, we, we said there were a couple of five things that we wanted to hit today that we kind of pulled, extracted some pieces out of the book. But one of the first ones was, you know, forget the lock, lockdown, build your network anyway. And I'm kind of curious how you see that right now. I mean, you're, you know, you've got some pretty advanced techniques in here. Are, have you been able to, I know you talked about doing meetup groups. Are there other things that you're doing now? Because even in a lockdown, we're just not seeing as many people face to face as we were before. Right. So I am sort of like this pre-known thing. I am doing a lot of outreach online and just finding uh, different things that I can do to uh, to just interact with people that uh, I might be able to do something with a little later on. And I do a lot of travel as well. So, you know, I, I plan to visit the country of Georgia out there in Eastern Europe. And so I've been talking to people online in Georgia. So then when I do get to travel there, there will be something set up when I get there. And uh, just any sort of things that with, uh, with the uh, workplace, you know, touching base with people in the workplace and in the industry. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I say is you have to have a goal. Like, do you want to, uh, do you want to branch out in your workplace? Do you want to branch out in the industry? Because there's a lot of people that, you know, we don't all have the same vision of what we want to achieve. And so maybe someone just wants a little bit more uh, spotlight on them in the workplace. And so if they, if they go into it knowing that, then they can take the steps necessary for that. But if they want to broaden it up a little bit, then uh, they can set that, that goal and they can uh, start interacting with people right now while they're during the lockdown thing. They can, they can start reaching out to people. Maybe it's through LinkedIn. I, I've been doing a lot of LinkedIn outreach lately because I know that people are sitting at home. I think uh, we talked about this the other day, Phil, that you used to not check your email a lot, but now you check it because you're in front of the computer all the time. So with the LinkedIn outreach, I found out, hey, people are going to be sitting there in front of their computers. So if I need to reach out and talk to someone in the industry, they're going to get it. They're going to get the message. I I will have a lot uh, lot more reach and ability to contact people, especially during this time, because I know that they're going to, they're not going to be out, you know, parasailing or something. They're going to be 
usually hey, in front I don't know. Parasailing is socially distanced. I'm in a long string away, <laughs> away from everybody. I, I, and I'm covered in air and water. That sounds pretty safe. But to your point, they're at home and they can talk to you. Now you talked, you said, set yourself up for success. And you talked about goals, which I think is really important. Dig in. Sometimes I'm looking to move this along from our work perspective. Sometimes I have personal objectives. I mean, what are some of the ways that you advise folks to set the goal for themselves? Right. So uh, you need to determine, hey, do I want to try to have an international network of colleagues and friends and associates, or am I just trying to do something in my city? Am I trying to do something in my workplace? And then that will teach you how to, well, you'll know which steps to take depending on how large you want to make this. And one of the things that I say, if you are going to an event with goals is a lot of times people say, okay, I'm going to a social event. And so I have to go in there and try to be on and talk to everybody. But I say, Hey, you're just trying to make one, one solid connection because you know, then you're not overwhelmed. You keep it simple. And if you can go in there and just, you know, just try to find somebody that it's not someone you're just trying to leverage. Who can I leverage to help my business? It's somebody that you actually have a connection with. You say, this is a person that I actually like, and we may end up being friends, real friends down the road, just trying to make one solid connection. You might make more than one, and you might not even make one. But if you keep it simple and you just go one at a time, so at the beginning, even if you want to do a worldwide network, you got to start with one, one good solid connection. And if you can do that, then you just repeat that process. Yeah. Great no, advice. I love that goal setting. Um, I think even for, for anyone, that's a great plan, right? You know, have a, have a strategic plan about what you want to be known for and who you want to reach out to and then have some tactical goals about that, that make it seem less overwhelming, right? I can go on LinkedIn and spend hours, but if I set a goal and say, I'm going to go in, I'm going to make one, I'm going to comment on one post or I'm going to make one new connection, whatever it I think it helps you be more efficient. And I can see how that would help someone who had some anxiety about the diving into the giant pool. If you're just going to dip in and get one thing. Now you talk about, um, and I would think this would be even harder for uh, introverts, but you talk about stop blending in and make yourself memorable. Uh, You tell us about that. How how does one do that? Well, because, uh, there's so many forgettable conversations out there. You don't want to be a part of a forgettable interaction with somebody. So if you just say, hey, hi, I'm Nick. How are you today? Uh, the weather's, you know, we could use some moisture. And then you know, they say, well, everybody today has said the same thing. What do you, what do, you do? Right. What do you do, Scott? Then, you know, then you, it's going to make you go into your pre-programmed response. And then you will just say whatever you automatically say when everyone else has asked you this. And then I'm not going to stand out to you. But if I come up and I say something different or, you know, or if I'm wearing something, I, I always say if you wear something that has like a little accent to it, something. So I like to wear a, a yellow belt. Let's say so I might have a black suit and a yellow belt. And then people will think, what's going on with that belt? Why is he wearing <laughs> love that, that. Belt? I love that. They will remember it forever. They'll be like, oh, that's that guy that had that belt. And so... In the book, I talk about, I went to an event and there was a guy that had a tucked in Hawaiian shirt that he wore to an event. And I was thinking, what's, what's up with that guy? Why does he have a tucked in Hawaiian shirt? 
And no one was wearing Hawaiian shirts. It wasn't like a tropical themed thing. And, you know, I've never seen anyone tuck one in. And if I live to be a thousand years old, I will always remember that guy. And, uh, I, I've seen him several times since then. And I'm, oh, that's that guy. Let me I go up and say hello. About, I love that idea about forgettable conversations. Yeah. That's yeah, there's you, so many. Well, the it's thing kind is, of like having a purple background, don't you think, Nick? No. I mean, isn't that, you know, kind of that memorable thing? No <laughs> doubt about it. Go ahead, Phil. No doubt. Um, yeah, I was thinking, well, that whole thing is like, but maybe, you know, occasionally you get into these events, Nick, and you want to be forgotten. You get a few minutes into the conversation, you think, oh, how the heck do I get out of this? Where's my um, parachute? <laughs> where's the parachute? <laughs> Wait, what is that? Does that button say cloak of invisibility? <laughs> Off we go. Um, but I like the idea of being memorable without being precious, right? Um, yeah. You know, and we know we know people who've gotten this wrong. In a, you know, you cannot show up at a professional networking event looking like Carmen Miranda. Um, I'm sorry, for those of you who can't remember the fruit and the hair and all of the kind of stuff, you know, the Chiquita banana kind of thing. You can't pull that off every time because, like, uh, that just is a little too precious. But I think just... Uh, I think we've said before, just being slightly overdressed for the occasion is always a way to kind of be a little memorable. Just yeah. one notch above, you know, where the what you think the event might be. Tiny bit overdressed. I like yeah. the pocket square thing. I can't pull it off because, I don't know, that just doesn't work for me. But, you know, there's got to be something I can figure. Oh, I know what it is. It's this right here. Yes, the eyeglass. Right. It is. Very so memorable. Springs and people would notice that and say, oh, hey, I... No one else is walking around here with blue eyeglass frames. I blame Carol Hamilton for that because we showed up in one of these recordings one day. And she said, I like those blue glasses. And I thought, well, I could do something with that. Could talk about cheap and easy, buy a couple pair of glasses. And, and so far, it's worked out. But I want to tell you, when I read the part, I, you know, I was going back and looking through the book and looking through the notes. I said, make yourself memorable. I thought, oh, my God, I better show up to this. Uh, podcast recording with a collared shirt on at least a collared shirt because you know i don't want to be uh, i don't want to miss this thing out um listen i think well i'm gonna let carol take the next beat i haven't told her this thing yet but you can see this inside the screen and if not I'm, i will feed it to you but uh nick gives the idea of connecting with the headliner when you go right. in the and I thought that was really cool. Why don't you? I think up? that's genius. Um, and, and Nick, I know that you're a speaker and that you travel a lot. I'm sure that you've had this experience where people walk up and they, it's, or you could see somebody and it's the introverts. The extroverts come up and charge the stage, right? They barely wait till you're done. But the introverts are the folks that sit in the back and don't want to bother you and, and aren't sure if it's okay. And, and those are the people who regularly have some really great questions and are, and we're listening and they want to interact. And and I'm curious, what's your advice for somebody that wants to talk to the headliner? An excellent question. And uh, and I I know we've all all been in that situation where we've been somewhere, we've seen the headliner speak, and then they say, hey, you can talk to me during the break. And then the break comes, and then they're rushed by all the extroverts and normal people. And then the introverts are sitting there thinking, how am I supposed to... You, right. you sit there and wait and say, well, maybe they'll all ask their questions and then leave, and then I can go and ask mine. But that never happens. They just stay there and talk to them. So uh, the, the best way is if you show up early, like I tell people to do in the, in the book, then you can watch when people come in, and you'll see the headliners usually mingling around at some point. And when you see them come in or uh, who they're talking to, there's always going to be some people that have access to them. It might be their friend. It might be one of their assistants. 
And mm-hmm. these people will just be able to walk up and talk to them and, and have instant access to them. So uh, usually when that time comes that they say, hey, uh, you can talk to me, let's take a break. And then that mob goes to talk to them. Usually their, their friend or assistant is just over on the side, just hanging out, doing nothing, or they might just be talking to one other person. So in that case, you can just go over and introduce yourself to their assistant or their friend, and then just have a, a nice regular conversation and, and then say, mention something like, hey, I would really like to meet, you know, so-and-so, the headliner, but look at that crowd over there. I'm very quiet. There's no way I'm going to go and try to barge in there. I, I can't see how that can happen. And then if you've had a decent, non-forgettable conversation with the person and they like you because they're going to be vetting you during this time. If they think that you're cool, a person that the headliner would actually like to meet, they'd say, oh, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll bring them over to you. And this has happened several times with me. Either they will just grab the headliner from the crowd and bring them over to meet me, or they'll say, hey, I'll, I'll bring them over to you later, and then they might bring them over to me later or grab me and bring me over to the headliner, or... There's been several times where they say, hey, after this, we're going to go to this wine bar. Do you want to go? And then, yes, yes, I want to go. And then it'll be me and the, the friend of the headliner, or the assistant of the headliner, the headliners there, and then maybe one or two other people. And then I have this whole other side thing. So you don't have to go the regular route and just rush up. You can, there's always a side way and, you know, just engage with one of the friends or the assistant and, you know, have a have a good conversation with them and let them know what you're trying to do. And usually they will help out. Great advice. Yeah. I think, it, I think just making those connections is important and, you know, figuring out how to do that. And like you said, be memorable, but don't be a pest. You know, I mean, sometimes people are busy doing AV stuff and whatnot ahead of time. They're kind of busy, but, you know, getting in there and, uh, connecting with the people. I mean, you're now at the core of the network as opposed to running around the edges of the room, right? I mean, there might be lots of good stuff. It might be a room full of gold dust, but uh, starting at the middle or at the highest point always seems like the best advice to me. Absolutely. So Phil and I often talk about um, the follow-up is the key to being successful at networking. And you talk about maintaining relationships, which I think is sort of the same thing or similar to that. What advice do you have for introverts on how to, how to engage in that follow-up and maintaining those relationships so that they're valuable going forward? Excellent question. And I was, uh, I was telling someone last night, as a matter of fact, that they were horrible at maintaining their relationships. And they said, <laughs> yes, I need help. Help me. So, Scott and I have some stories about being horrible about maintaining relationships. <laughs> I think you're probably headed down another path. Yeah, this is a really good book you can buy. <laughs> so uh, one thing that you can do is if you've been invited uh, by an actual host somewhere, host or hostess somewhere, so it's not just like, a, you know, this company invites you somewhere. If there's an actual person that invited you to an event, at the end, actually send a handwritten thank you note. Uh, and the reason for this is, Nobody does that. So it's really memorable. And so they will say, oh, and wow, they actually must have really had a good time, you know, and, and then when they have another event, they will be sure to invite you to that. So that's one thing. And another thing is 
I like to go through, so once every three months, and everyone can do this right now, because this is uh, during lockdown times, this is a perfect time to do this. But once every three months, I will go through my email list, both personal and business email, and then my phone contacts list. And I make a list of everyone I have not talked to in the past three months. And then I will... I will just go down and you don't have to do it all in one day, but you just kind of chip away at the list. And it's, you know, it's best if you can see people face to face, but if you can't, what I like to do is I'll make a little video on my phone just saying, Hey, I've been thinking about you. How are you doing? Especially right now. How are you coping with the lockdowns? How's the family? How's the new baby? You know, whatever's going on. How's the, the kids soccer team. And then I will, you know, send that off. And then if you don't want to use up all the memory on your phone, then you can delete the video from your phone and then do another video and then send that to the next person. Because, you know, if you just send an email, that's kind of impersonal or a text. But if you send a video, they can see you and you can say, hey, I was thinking about you. And what that does is it brings you to the top of their mind, the forefront. And they say, oh, yeah, I haven't talked to Nick for a while. Here he is. He's thinking about me. And this kind of solidifies those relationships. So it keeps them always fresh. So you're not just fading away into nothing. It, it helps, helps keep you on the top of the mind. And then that way people can say, Hey, we were just talking about you the other day. Or if something comes up that, you know, maybe you might be interested in, they can say, Oh, you know what? Nick might be interested in this. And, but if you hadn't talked to them in two years, then they're not going to think of you. But if, if it's, I mean, I, no, no, it's created by, it's, it's, you, the thing is, I'm sorry, I just blurted this out right on top of you. I was thinking, oh my God, I just had somebody last week send me a note and say, hey, I just applied for this job and can you reach out to the people there and help me with this? And I could see by looking at our message history, it had been six years since the last time that person had mailed me about anything at all. And the very first thing was an ask. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, glad to hear you're alive. Um, <laughs> I can't recommend you on follow-up. <laughs> the, uh, the whole maintenance thing. I had a, a fun story, Nick. You might be able to use this. I'm not sure somewhere along the way, but I love this idea of handwritten thank you notes for whatever. I mean, I just the whole idea. So I have cards and I do this periodically. But one time I was in a group of people and I suggested that you write handwritten thank you notes. In fact, I said, just take a month and pick 30 people that mean something to you and write a thank you note to them for what they mean to you in your life. And I just thought it was a great exercise in both gratitude and maintaining relationships. And one of the guys in the audience that I was telling us to looked up at me, he said, a handwritten thank you note? aren't you afraid people will think you are dying? I said, it is so improbable that someone would write a thank you note that he was afraid that people would think he was dying if he wrote a thank you note. Wouldn't that be a goodbye note? (laughs) What I like about that, I I really love what you're saying, Nick, because I think that as an introvert, this is a skill that is also a muscle that needs to be worked because I think there are times when I have found myself in less interactive times, especially professionally, I'll have less interactive times and that, that reticence, that shyness gets bigger. And so it's so much easier if this is done with regularity. So I like the idea that you're not only reaching out to create the relationship and maintain it, but you're also doing that reminding yourself not to let the demon or the uh, demon, whatever the tendency to get 
to start scaring you out of opportunity, which I think can happen to me. There are times when I just get overly quiet and I have to go, uh, 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 time to go. And the quarantine phase did not help, but online does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I have done that before too. I mean, you just find some clients or people, network people that you haven't talked to in a while and reach out to them in, in some way just to say, how are you doing? How are you getting along? How are things? How's your business going? That sort of thing. And my, my experience has always been, if I reached out to five, at least one of them is going to say, you know what? I've got something you can help me with right now. I'm so glad you contacted me because I needed somebody to help me with this and I couldn't think of who could, but you can. And uh, it's a great way to not only stay top of mind with people, but to farm your contacts to grow some work. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, I think it is great advice. So uh, we got a question from our YouTube live piece here. Sarah asked the question to Nick. Um, do these, uh, she said, can, will these techniques work for internal meetings? I think you've told me you work for a big company, Nick. So I don't know if you get to try some of these things out with coworkers or some of your tips for building a network inside the place you work. Yes, oh, absolutely. They work really well. Uh, inside the workplace, and thank you for the question, Sarah. Uh, there's there's all kinds of of things that you can do. So it's not just reaching out to to strangers, but in your workplace, there there are people that you there's going to be people that you know, then there's going to be people that you see around, but you don't really know them yet. And so there's a lot of good opportunities to go up and and ask them. What I, what I like to say in the in the workplace is ask for uh, suggestions or advice about something because people love giving advice and if you you could go to anyone but if you go to them for advice then it kind of breaks things down a little bit and, and gets you on a whole other level of conversation especially one example that I use is if uh, there was a woman that had a I knew she had a, a five or six year old son and my nephew was the same age and I said hey you know I know you have a son I my nephew's birthday is coming up. I want to win the toy giving contest. You know, do, you, do you have any advice? What toy can I get that I can win this thing? And then so she was, you know, oh, yeah, oh, get this. And then so what this does is so we didn't, uh, I didn't bring up a work thing. I brought this uh, kind of private thing, but she's giving me advice. I could have went to anyone. And so now in her mind, when she sees me, she's going to be like, did, did he get it? Did he get the toy? Did he win? And then, you know, with me, if I get that toy, which, you know, I should, if I tell her I'm going to do it. And then I'm curious also, is this going to be good advice? Am I going to win? Or am I, do I have to show up and say, Hey, uh, I'm not taking advice from you anymore. I did not win the toy. Then. <laughs> or nice. I say, no, I absolutely won. And now this broke down our communication to a point where, uh, now we're at a whole different level. So now when I see this person in the workplace, you know, we're, we're on a whole different uh, a level of communication. It's not just a serious business thing. We are still in the workplace, but we can communicate freely after this original exchange has taken place. And so there's a lot of little tips that I share in the book on specifically, uh, there's a whole chapter on networking in the workplace, and it has a lot of little little tips like that. Awesome. Well, 
Uh, go ahead, Carol. You I got one more I got to ask you, um, which is I've heard this definition. I'm really curious your opinion of this, that an introvert is someone who is drained by being around people and an extrovert is someone who is, is, um, gets fulfilled by meeting up with people. And that seemed a little different than the shy version that I've heard other places. Do you have thoughts around that? Right. So I know that people can be introverted and not be shy, but there's, so I try to cover introvert, uh, shy, socially awkward, but at the same time, yes, uh, I've, I find there's different levels of introversion, but the main definition is you kind of get drained by being around people. Not that you don't necessarily like it, but it kind of takes, saps your energy and then you have to go recharge and be alone for a while to kind of rebalance everything out. And I know I'm like that and there's some other people that are like that to varying degrees. So it's not like there's a one size fits all, but there's different levels of it. And some, sometimes it incorporates different levels of shyness also and different levels of being socially awkward as well. So, you know, I try to have something that even in the more heavy versions of that, we can still have something that can help those people out as well. Yeah, I think it's a good book for a lot of people. And thank you for clarifying, because I think that broadens who can benefit from this. Yeah, no, it's great. So uh, thank you, Nick Shelton. Uh, thank you for bringing to us an introvert's guide to world domination. You know, they say that most uh, business books or most self-help books could be written in five pages. I really did not feel that way about this at all. This was completely filled with not just good actual advice, but lots of great stories. I mean, it was very personal from your point of view. I loved it. And I would recommend that if you were an introvert and you just want a fun little romp that also might sneak up and give you some good advice, I would take this uh, advice as well. So we can find you at the Connected Introvert. I know that, and we're going to recommend folks go out and grab the book off of Amazon or wherever they like to buy their books. You can get it on a Kindle or hardback, whatever. How else, Nick Shelton, can we help the world find you? Well, like you said, connectedintrovert.com. They can go check that out, and uh, they will be able to see. I also have online programs and some coaching programs they could uh, get involved with. Also, the book is available yeah. on Amazon and also on the website, and uh and also, even if you are not an introvert, there are things that can help extroverts too. I have some people that are like real estate agents that they wanted that edge over their competition and building those relationships. People in sales, you know, relationship building is really, really a key thing into you know, getting that edge. So this book has something for you as well. Yeah, I'll tell you a thing about it, and it's a thing we didn't touch on a lot in this interview, so there's plenty of reason to go out and get it. The book was, you didn't just talk, as I read it, it wasn't just talking about networking and building a network, it was how you can upgrade your network, right? And so you make a lot of the common references that we see that, you know, we're the sum of the five people we spend the most time with, etc. But you spend an awful lot of time and you're saying, how do I upgrade my professional network? So I'm hang hanging around with people that inspire me to be a better version of myself. And I thought that was some great advice. So I'd invite people to do that. You got a very long LinkedIn thing. So I don't that we can't can't read all of that out. And of course the problem is Nick Shelton is not statistically improbable. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a link in the podcast notes so that people can find the right Nick Shelton and maybe they will connect with you on LinkedIn. I don't know if you'd be willing to hang out with me on LinkedIn or not, but we'll we'll try to Absolutely. figure that out. 
All right. Thank you for that, Nick Shelton. Thank you for being here. And thank you for bringing this important message to our group. And I look forward to letting other folks know what's going on. There's a copy of the book in the reel. Mine's on a Kindle. It just, it doesn't make for a great shot when I show the yeah. Kindle version up. So but the, the good news is I had it instantly and read it immediately. The bad news is there's nothing to hold except for my Kindle. Uh, all right. My pal, Scott Pfeiffer. Scott, how do people find you in the world? You can email me at strategybusinessconsulting at gmail.com. You find me on LinkedIn where I'm just Scott Pfeiffer. And uh, as the resident extrovert, I will second the notion that Nick's book is terrific advice, even for Uber uh, extroverts. Everything in there is really, really great. Uh, just advice for building and upgrading your network for anyone. Yeah. Super. All right. Carol Hamilton, how do we find you and show you some love in the world? You can find me on LinkedIn at Carol Hamilton Live, or you can come over to the website, hamiltonthinktank.com. And I, too, am a big fan of the book. Think that if you're leading a team, if you're a parent, if you are the brother, sister, mother, or anybody else to someone who's introverted, it's always nice to see how they feel. And you're going to get some of that out of this book. Thanks again yeah, for I being here. I couldn't agree more. You know, and you brought one other thing I was saying. I read this and I immediately I said, I want to give, I want my daughter to read this when I'm done with it. I want her to be the next person to read it. So I think it's great. All right. Thank you, friends. And with this, I'm going to cut off our live stream. But I mean, if you'd like to see this thing edited up later, uh, heck, that might even be as early as tomorrow. So anyway, <gasps> thanks for, thanks. We're getting really quick about this right now. So we're right on the thing. We got a bunch of new things. Sign up for our events in October. By the way, I'm Phil Yanov, your host for Tech After Five, the convener in charge, I think is my title. And uh, come hang out with us. Let us help you make connections. Maybe you read uh, Nick's book and then you decide, well, I got to go practice some of this in some place. Come out, come to our events, say hi to me. And, uh, you know, you can check that box. All right. Thank you, friends. Bye.